You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I welcome in everybody on a Monday, July 29th and a Tuesday, July 30th. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Derry with you. On a Monday, day off for the Lions, four days on, four days off. That's how Matt Patricia operates for his training camp. And the Lions, after four practice days, take a Monday off and get ready to get back in the practice field on Tuesday. And certainly when Matt Patricia hits the podium Tuesday morning, he'll hopefully have some updates on all the injuries, as we told you about yesterday, that the Lions suffered during Sunday's practice to their defensive linemen, notably... Uh, Deshaun Hand, who left practice after one practice, and of course Austin Bryant, uh, the rookie. We'll see how he's feeling as well after he went down in a heap holding his shoulder. But the biggest news, obviously, is Mike Daniels will touch on the Green Bay side of it. Why did the Packers get rid of the defensive tackle, the Pro Bowler from 2017, Mike Daniels? Was it money? Was it something else? We'll talk about it with ESPN.com's Rob Domovsky, who's covered the Packers for a long time and a little bit, right here on Locked on Lions. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. It's a chewable like Viagra and Cialis. Go to BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Also on the show today, a new home for Theoretic, possibly, and what to make of six-round pick Travis Fulgham and what kind of chance he has to be on the field this year um, going up against some stiff competition in practice from the likes of Jermaine Curse. Andy Jones, and Brandon Powell as that fourth or fifth wide receiver. We'll discuss today right here on Locked on Lions. You can get a hold of me, of course, via Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, or check us out on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Also, take a listen to the Himalaya Podcast app or download the Himalaya Podcast app where you can get all the Locked on Podcasts and, of course, also get this one in Locked on Lions. It has been a whirlwind over the last couple days, and I spent last night on Sunday... Uh, you know, I checked out uh, the Fox 2 uh, sports work show with the roundtable, and I, I clicked around. And all the talk about Mike Daniels has been so positive around here. And I even heard uh, Jamie and Stoney talk about it this morning on my way into work uh, on the ticket. Just uh, the amount, and I mentioned this yesterday, but the amount of positivity surrounding this Mike Daniels move is just unprecedented. And that's why I wanted to bring, bring Rob on the show, because there's got to be a reason why. Look. I'm still all about Mike Daniels. I'm still 100% for this move, and I think it's the right move for the Lions to go out and grab a former Pro Bowl defensive tackle who still can play at 30 years of age, can still disrupt people up front, and make plays. And the Lions gave him $9 million, 7.8 guaranteed. It's a one-year deal, so he's out to prove himself on a one-year deal and trying to get a longer-term contract from whomever. And I think it's a great gamble for Detroit. But there, there are two sides, of course, to every story. And there's, there's got to be that question of why the Packers got rid of him. But we, it's almost like we don't want to touch on that. and We don't want to go anywhere near that here in Detroit because it's such a rarity that the Lions can score a free agent like this this late in the game, early in training camp, that had this kind of success, especially success, at a rival stop. You know, players don't leave New England to come to Detroit. Players don't leave Seattle. I know Golden, I know Golden Tate did, but, you know, Green Bay to come to Detroit. And for Mike Daniels to say what he said, 
Sunday, and we, we touched on it yesterday's podcast, we played you the audio, to talk about Matt Patricia in a way where he's referring to him as a genius. I mean, this is uncharted waters for us. It's exciting. But what do the Packers know? What did their front office and Mark Murphy and that crew and their first-year head coach Matt LaFleur know about Mike Daniels? That they were able to basically, you know, reports were out there looking to trade him, then just releasing him. What did they know? And I think it's a fair question that we will ask Rob coming up in a second uh, right here on Locked on Lions. It's a fair question. Got to be something that, you know, we bring up for sure when it comes to this situation. And Rob will join me next from ESPN Green Bay or ESPN.com. Covers the Packers. First, though, we told you about our friends at Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always, always ready to go in the bedroom? Now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. You go to a website. It's called BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Chew.com. Blue Chew brings the first chewable to the table here. That's the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. All right, you can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, whatever. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. All right, if you can benefit from extra function in bed and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. All right, most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made right here in the U.S. of A., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Here's what I've got to do for you guys at Locked On Lions, the listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked on Lions. Let's get that Green Bay perspective on this Mike Daniels situation because everybody going crazy here in Detroit. He's covered the Packers for many years for ESPN and ESPN.com. My good buddy Rob Domovsky, one of the best writers around the country, joining me for a couple minutes here on this Daniels situation. What's up, Rob? Matt, how are you? Great to hear from you. Back at you, brother. Uh, you know, it's like Christmas around here. People stunned that a a player would say, hey, I was glad I got cut by the Packers and come to the Lions. Yeah, that, that quote was a little bit of a head-scratcher when Mike Daniels said that. And then, of course, he, he talked about playing for a genius. And I thought, well, did he sign with the Patriots or, <laughs> or, what, or what happened? It's, but, it's basically the Patriots here. Yeah, right. Now, Mike is a guy who uh, – Mike's a very outspoken – very high energy locker room guy. Uh, one of those guys who is going to, you know, he speaks in hyperbole. Um, so, uh, you know, the one thing about him is he was a really, really good player for, for several years. I'm just not sure that he was a really good player um, last year and maybe even the year before. Last year, you sort of wondered if it was maybe just, you know, maybe he was adjusting to a new scheme here with Mike Pettin. Um but then I sort of, you sort of think after talking to people around here that maybe he just wasn't a great fit for the Mike Pettin defense. They just don't have a lot of six foot, three hundred and twenty pound defensive linemen anymore. It's more the six four, two hundred eighty pound guys. So take me through last week and the decision for the front office to to get rid of him. And obviously, 
you know, you've covered the Packers forever. You know, this is not a team that likes to dole out a ton of free agent money to people. But what was what was last week like, and, and how stunned were you that he was gone? I was stunned at the timing of it, Matt, more than anything. Like, you know, I had sort of gotten the, the, the thought maybe in March and April that, that his time might be running out just given what they did do in free agency, which was so unusual. You know, like you mentioned, they don't typically sign a lot of free agents, but this year they signed two free agent defensive linemen or pass rushers and Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Um, they they used their first round pick on a on an off front seven guy and Rashawn Gary, who everybody there knows. Uh, and and you sort of made you wonder, you know, Daniel's going in the last year of his deal, uh, you know, what his future would hold. You know, it turned out that they were trying to trade him um, throughout the early portion of the summer. And in fact, uh, one source told me that at one point they thought they did have a deal to move him, but when they didn't, that's when they decided just to, to simply let him go. Uh, you know, it's, it's again a little surprising that they let him go when he did because these moves just don't typically happen on the eve of training camp. But uh, all the money they spent, they were able to save about eight million dollars in salary cap space by by moving on. What's changed, Rob, from 2017, like when you said he was a Pro Bowler, to the last couple of years, and obviously the foot injury last year? Right, I would say the injury was a big one. Um, although I didn't know, I didn't think he was dominant or you know disruptive like he had been uh, the previous couple of years um, you know I do wonder if it was scheme last year uh, you know with with Patton's defense just you know predicated a little bit more on the edge guys than than the than the middle guys and then quite frankly Kenny Clark is is a budding superstar at basically the same position so you know I'm not gonna sit here and say Mike can't do it anymore he just didn't do it last year for for a variety of, of reasons um, you know it'll I, he's He's a good guy. Um, he, he's a good locker room guy. Uh, but the question just now is, is he still a really good football player or not? At that point, I, at this point, I just don't think we know. Rob Domovsky with me from ESPN.com covers the Packers. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, commenta- the, the comments and the commentary certainly about, you know, getting cut and, and, and going. Do you, I mean, do you honestly think that he's this angry that he signed with the Lions to play the Packers twice a year, or was this more about he got nine million dollars? Yeah, Mike. You know, I, I go way back to Reggie White when you know the probably the first you know big free agent signing in the free agent era, and he. I remember him saying, you know, that God told him to sign with the Packers. Well, I wonder if God knew that the Packers were also offering the most money. Um, so look, these guys, ninety nine percent of it is about money, and you know, I know he was going to visit or visited Cleveland, uh, visit Detroit. I guess the, the Detroit was the best offer because um, he had said something about wanting to go to a Super Bowl team. And, and look, I, no offense to the Lions, but I don't know that they're considered a Super Bowl team at this point. So I, I think it's convenient that he's going to play these guys twice a year. And it, it was kind of funny because earlier in the day, you know, we asked Aaron Rodgers about it, and he, you know, said what well, he, he still thinks Mike's a really good player, and I just hope we don't have to see him again. Well, you know, now he's going to have to see him twice a year, so uh, I'm sure that's just kind of a little cherry on top for Daniels, and, and also trying to put you know the best spin on it that he possibly could. Where's he utilized the best? You mentioned Patton and the change in defense, yeah. and and I know he played for for Capers and everybody else that yeah. you guys have had there. But what where, where when he's at his best, where's he where's he put? Yeah, Capers, I thought, you know, he really utilized him well in the sense that, you know, he'd put him, you know, right over the center or between the center and the guard. And, and, and Mike's a short guy, but he Mike used that leverage to 
to his advantage, and I thought he really moved the interior around. I mean, he could move guards and centers and, and really clog up run plays, and he was a you know a little bit better pass rusher than maybe he'd gotten credit for. I mean, the, the, the sack stats aren't necessarily uh, you know overwhelming, but but he could get some things done in a, in a two-man front in a, in a nickel package too because he, he would he would get singled up. Uh, you know, on the inside when you had Clay Matthews and Nick Perry when they were at their best. So I just think he's a versatile, explosive guy when he was playing really well. And, you know, it was one of those guys who, you know, you guys might have underestimated him because he's not the most physically imposing guy, you know, pretty short for, for a defensive lineman. But he was able to use that to his advantage. He, he had a wrestling background, and you could see that kind of fighter mentality that he had. I, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see – you know, look, Patricia obviously comes from a great defensive scheme and, and what he has in store for him. I, I'll be curious to see if, if they can get Mike Daniels back to the old number 76 that we saw here when he was disruptive in, you know, 2014, 15, 16, you know, and 17 in those years. Lions are really deep on that D-line. When you talk about Sean Robinson, Deshaun Hand, obviously Snacks won't be out there every down, but uh, on the running downs, uh, is Daniels at a point at 30 where he's he's not going to care if he's taken off the field a few a few extra times? Well, he's a guy who wants to play, you know, 50 snaps a game. I mean, he, he, his motor is, is huge, you know, runs high, Matt. So, uh, you know, I don't know how, how they'll use him. And if he is only a 30-snap game guy, I, I, I would bet you this, that he goes – you know, all out for those snaps. I mean, he's played a lot of snaps here. He's played a lot of games before this past year. I mean, really, he was never injured until this past year with with the foot. So, um, you know, he, he is a super, super high-motor guy. Tell me, Rob Domofsky from ESPN.com about, uh, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur stuff and, and, and certainly how much how much that plays a factor into your coverage and what's being yeah. talked about in Green Bay. It's been pretty much the storyline since January. It was a storyline in January when they hired LaFleur because everybody wanted to know how he'd coach Rodgers. It was a storyline when they started up in April because everybody wanted to know how they were starting off. It was a storyline throughout OTAs because everybody wanted to know if Rodgers was going to be able to have the freedom at the line of scrimmage that he had before. And I'll tell you what, Matt, it's still the storyline as they go through these practices. Uh, I would say Rodgers looks the same you know no no real difference in terms of you know there's no drop off in arm strength mobility the ball does seem to be getting out quicker the formations that we see it's it's more variety um but what we don't know yet is truly what rogers thinks about it and with rogers you know you know you've seen him you've watched him you've covered games that he's played and you know it's, it's not necessarily about what rogers says it's about how he reacts and you know, we'll see if, you know, the first time there's something that he doesn't maybe like or a call that he doesn't agree with, what his body language is like, what his sideline demeanor is like, because, you know, even he even said it. He, he, I give him credit for the honesty. He said, said the other day, he goes, look, off the field, we've become friends. You know, on the field, hey, he hasn't called a play in a game yet, and we just don't know how, you know, that's going to go. I, I, I give Rogers credit for his openness and, you know, his, his honesty about, you know, just not quite being sure. And if Rogers isn't sure how it's going to work, you know, I'm not sure how we can be sure yet. All, yeah, I saw that quote. Off the field, we're friends. I, yeah. Do you want to, Do you want your quarterback to be friends with the coach? Well, it's, that's a good question, and that's something that came up when he was hired because he's 39 years old. Rodgers is going to be 36 before the season ended. They're they're much more 
contemporaries than they are, you know, coach and or a boss and employee. But look, by the end, the boss employee barriers that between him and uh, and and McCarthy, you know, I don't think Rogers respected the relationship, um, respected the dynamic that he was still the employee and McCarthy was still the boss. And you know, you talk to people around here and, and they think, you know. Whoever you want to blame for it, that was the reason that things broke down here. And, and if, if Rogers wants to, to look at the coach as his friend and he's going to listen to him, then great because he, he didn't, he wasn't willing to, to listen or do what McCarthy wanted to do, whether whether you thought it was right or wrong uh, toward the end, and, and the whole thing fell apart because of it. It's interesting because here in Detroit, everybody's a lot of the national people are saying, "Oh, it could be three and thirteen, could be four and 12. You know, I do this podcast every day. I think the Lions are going to be a lot better than people think. What in Green Bay? I've seen I've seen everything from eleven and five to five and eleven. What, what's your take on on the Packers? I mean, I kind of I guess I kind of took the the cop out and went like nine and seven. But uh, I've, I've covered. Uh, I'm trying to think here. This is the fifth head coach that I've covered since I started covering the team in 1997. Uh, but even going back before that, Mike Holmgren did not make the playoffs in his first year as a coach. Mike Sherman did not. Ray Rhodes only had one year, did not. Mike McCarthy did not. McCarthy and Holmgren won Super Bowls here, have, have streets named after them, and they couldn't get to the playoffs in their rookie year. How is Matt LaFleur going to do it? I, I think it, it's like it's going to be a two-year you know project, really, before they can get back to being a serious contender. So that's why I kind of peg them in that, you know, eight and eight, nine and seven kind of realm. Now, that said, they got a chance to get off with their schedule, Matt. I mean, they got what, four of the first six at home. Uh, they got a chance if, if they're if they're playing well, they have a chance to get off to a good start. If they don't, boy, it's going to be difficult because that that back half of the schedule is, is road heavy. So uh, I think that's why you kind of see, you know, all over the place predictions as a division. I think it could be one of those years where there's four pretty decent teams, but they all kind of beat up on each other, and that maybe mean only maybe maybe the division winner only is ten and six or eleven and five, and that's the only playoff team out of it, which would which wouldn't reflect necessarily the strength of the division. It just might represent how kind of maybe evenly matched it is. I mean, especially with you know, I think Chicago and and, and Minnesota. You know, I mean, is there a clear cut favorite there? Probably not. Yeah, I think that's why the Lions can make some hay. I think they've got some younger players that people don't know about that I think can be pretty good with Galladay and maybe Tracy Walker and, and guys like that. And, you know, look, Kirk Cousins is still quarterback in Minnesota, and, and the Bears, you know, the defense is real good. But but what about Trubisky? I'm with you. I kind of I, I could see this thing being being something that nobody could predict, even, even by week 9 or 10. Yeah, I think it could be really interesting. I mean, the, the Bears obviously had a great year, but are they going to get that same kind of production from their defense that they did last year? I mean, that's that's hard to do two years in a row. So, um, and and who knows how Cousins is going to play? I mean, this is a huge year for them, and uh, so uh, there's there's question marks uh, and intrigue about all four teams in this division. Plus, the the Lions have that wild card factor, and uh, your buddy Daryl Bevel. See, there you go, new, a new offensive mind. <laughs> All right, Rob, appreciate uh, you stopping by as always, buddy. All right, we'll see you, man. All right, there he is, Rob Domovsky, my buddy from the old days in the uh, MCC when he was covering Wisconsin Green Bay basketball, and I was calling the Detroit Titans. He's been on the beat for the Packers now for, well, close to, it sounds like 20 years. Does a fantastic job for ESPN and ESPN.com covering the Packers. And there, there's the story right there. Domovsky likes Mike Daniels, says the Packers like him, but... You know, hasn't played as well since the Pro Bowl season of 2017. 
Can he come back from the foot injury, which limited him to 10 games last year? Those are questions. And the Packers were willing to let him go and not pay him $8 million this year. The Lions are going to pay him 9 So we'll see what happens with that. But one to get the Green Bay perspective, certainly, and a little bit of balance. But I like the deal. No matter what Rob says or not, I still think it's a steal for the Lions. And it adds to an already ferocious group up front. And you got a motivated player on a one-year deal that knows the division, knows the Packers. And I think that that's, uh, that's a plus. I think it's going to be fantastic for Detroit. And I think he's going to have a very good season. So I am excited about that. All right, coming up in a second, we'll tell you about what Travis Fulgham is doing, the Lions' sixth-round pick to kind of separate himself from the competition. Want to remind you, support of Locked On Lions comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's a 20% uh, discount at manscaped.com with promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back. Locked on Lions. Matt Derry with you on a Monday off day for the Lions on July 29th into Tuesday, July 30th. Great article in the Free Press today by Dave Burkett about Travis Fulgham. Led the Conference USA last year with 1,000 yards receiving at 63 catches last year. The Lions' six-round pick from Old Dominion. And here's what you got to do if you're a young player. And you know you're probably not going to play a whole heck of a lot your rookie year, but you want to make the team. Because we know this, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola are all ahead of Travis Fulgham right now. So is Brandon Powell, who's got a year under his belt, and probably free agent signee Jermaine Curse. But Fulgham is staying after practice each and every day for like 45 minutes so far at training camp and catching passes and balls from assistant coaches and the machine and everything else. All right, And he's been working with the second and third team offense and everything else. But you look at what this kid has to do, this is it. You've got this is just like you guys going to work, staying late, coming in early. You put the effort in. So many of these guys now aren't doing this. And I love what I'm seeing from Fulgham already, uh, the fact that the effort's being put in right now. And, and, you know, if the Lions could somehow, and we forgot Tommy Lee Lewis, who's also a free agent who's injured right now, that the, the Lions picked up from the Saints. But what if this kid in the sixth round is able to be a steal, can be a game-breaker, or at least somebody with some speed that can get down the field, and he doesn't have the greatest speed and didn't have the greatest speed in college, but he caught pretty much everything that came his way. And so, you know, I, I love the fact that this kid is already competing, already trying to make a name for himself, um, and that could be somebody to definitely watch, you know, down the road here. Um, you know, if the Lions need help at receiver if there are injuries because last year at the end of the year the Lions were down to like Kenny Galladay and nobody else and really really struggled to have anybody do anything down the field toward the end of the season last year so much so that the guys like Andy Jones and Bruce Ellington were having to play way too many snaps this is a team now that might be deeper at receiver than they were a year ago, and that can only help this offense. And we've talked about T.J. Hawkinson and how well he's played so far in the preseason. So that is a a big-time plus. So I like what I'm seeing from uh, Travis Fulgham so far. All right, last thing here on Lockdown Lions. Saw this uh, earlier today. It appears that Theo Riddick is moving closer to finding a new home. It was just yesterday that Theo Riddick had been visiting the Seattle, uh, Seattle, the New Orleans Saints, after um, 
after being let go by the Lions. Uh, it appears that Theo Riddick is taking a physical with the Denver Broncos. So they're hosting him for a free agent visit this morning and taking a physical, which usually means the next step is signing a contract. Uh, I loved the fit of Riddick in New Orleans, playing with Drew Brees and coming out of the backfield and that fast-paced offense. I'm not so sure how much I love the Theo Riddick in Denver scenario um, with what they got out in Denver with Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco's a check-down guy. Uh, Theo Riddick may be uh, uh, finding a new home in Denver, and certainly we wish him all the best. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Lions for today, Monday into Tuesday, and off day, brought to you by our friends at BlueChew.com. Thanks to Rob Domovsky for joining me from Green Bay, and we'll do it again tomorrow.